and welcome to here's John's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will try to be nice to movies but may indeed end up slicing and dicing them. Each and every month there's a thing, and as it's April, I'm doing Avenging April, which I look at the Hulk and Thor movies. This week is Thor Dark World, a movie I had no interest in after seeing fucking Thor, but however this was a quote-unquote musty Marvel movie, and I went to it last week in the cinema. Not not last week, I mean last week in the... You know what I mean? Ugh, moving on. Here's what I wrote on it. Quote, saw Dark World today. Bit two Star Wars mixed with Predator with a hint of Lord of the Rings and a dash of Doctor Who. The story goes nowhere and the effects are shit. Although I do like Cat Dennings. Unquote. So, as with four... This went through multiple directors, including Patty Jenkins, who wanted to turn this into some sort of Romeo and Juliet space melodramatic crap. The scripts um, were all merged together um, for multiple directors and multiple writers, and was given a polish by everybody's favourite douchebag geek, Josh Whedon, because he'll fix anything apparently. Man whore. And he added more Loki scenes because he thought Loki was popular. And I'm sorry, but I hate Loki. He's such a smug, cowardly, opportunistic little dickwad. He's such a... Oh, I can't stand him. He's a fucking character. And I've pissed off the fucking Loki head. Let's get on with this thing. With its $170 million budget, this thing pulled in $644 million. Starring... Chris Helmsworth, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, Christopher Eccleston, Anthony Hopkins, Jimmy Alexander, Zachary Levi, Ray Stevenson, Idris Elba, and Rene Rousseau, directed by Alan Taylor, the plot. When the race of dark elves want to plunge the universe back into darkness, it's down to Thor to stop this. Along the way, he picks up Jane, who has some magical liquid stuff forced into her, and the two team up to save Earth. Can these two lovelorn lovebirds manage it? Find out here. So, after the Marvel flippy logo, uh, page logo rather, does this open up much as Thor does with a voiceover from Odin, once again played by Sir Anthony Hopkins, telling us the backstory of the Dark Elves, and how they lived in the dark before the light hit the universe, and how indeed they want to turn it back off again. And we then meet Dark Elf leader uh, Malekith, played by Christopher Eccleston, who only took this role as a paycheck. He tries to turn off the light using the ether, a red liquid, which is somehow a space stone with Thanos needs for much later, but it's a liquid. How the fuck does that one work? Making me think this whole Thanos shit was thought up much, much later. Years of planning, my Aunt fucking Fanny. And note, no one in Hollywood wanted the thankless role of Malekith due to hours in the makeup chair and plus I think the ridiculous alien elf language. So when Eccleston took it, he ordered it for the money. Gotta take it, Doctor Who. Money's not coming in then. Hmm. Yet another Lord of the Rings still fight between Asgardians and these elves, this time led by King Boar, played by Tony Coran, Odin's father. Malekith don't stand for that shit, so he turns one of his elves into a berserker, and he basically runs into battle and kills people left, right and centre. Malekith takes this chance to use his weapon, i.e. the 
uh, reds, liquid shit. But the Asgardians use the Rainbow Road to teleport away. So he loses and falls in battle. And he has to wait until the other nine realms line back up. Odin goes on to say, Legend has it that Aether was blown up. However, King Bora just buried it. And it pops the titles. Then shows Loki, once again played by Tom Hiddleston, in chains, going to be judged by Odin. He puts him in the dungeons for life, all 5,000 years of it. Yes, he will learn that the Asgardian lifespan is 5,000 years, give or take. Odin says if it wasn't for Frigga, once again played by Rene Russo, he would have put him to the axe and decapitated this backstabbing twat. Fucking do it then! Not only did he try to take over Earth, but he overthrown you, you fucking shibble git, so kill him already, you fucking mm. Cut to Thor, once again played by Chris Helmsworth. Thankfully, no longer in that ridiculous wig, he grew out his hair for this role. On a planet doing PR for Asgard. Clean up the mess Loki started. More Lord of the Rings style fighting until... Uh, Thor shows up with a few flashes of lightning and a couple of hammer tosses. He wins with relative ease. Ah oh, yes, and Lady Sith, once again played by Jim Alexander, and the Warriors 3. Volstag, played by Ray Stevenson. Hogan, played by Tadamambu Asana, I think I pronounced that. And Federal, played by Zachary Levi. A recast from Josh Dallas, who was busy doing Once Upon a Time. And by the way, Levi was originally cast as... Fendral, but he had to give up due to Chuck, and there we have that one. Anyway, they're also in this fight for what they used to do. Thor takes on a giant rock-like creature, killing it with one blow from his hammer, and the clan just gives up, as you do. We find out this is Hogan's home planet, so he stays to repair, patch things up, and become their king. Thor returns to Asgard via Rainbow Road, and it looks nothing like it did in Bloody Bill Thor. How did they get the Rainbow Road back? I don't know. Never actually what else says. How in less than two years did all nine realms go to shit? I don't know. Why all of a sudden will the warring planets just listen to Thor? Who the fuck cares because I just sure fuck didn't. Odin tells Thor to forget about Jane and move on to Lady Sif. Also he's ready for him to become the new king to a shirtless scene of Thor washing up for dinner. Why was this fucking well needed? I would love to see what happens if Wonder Woman had male gaze upon her as much as Thor gets a female gaze. I think the world would literally crack in fucking two. Anywho, at the feast, the warriors too now are enjoying the food, drink and the company as all Thor does is mope. Why? You knew Jane for less than two days, and you didn't give two fucks about her when you were back on Earth. So why the fuck are you love Lauren in this piece of shit? Oh my god. Lady Sif tries to get him out of his funk, but Thor is having none of it, and continues to act like a moody teenager who was told no, and you can't date that girl down the road. He then sulks in his room, all dark and moody-like. Who in the fuck wrote this shit? Why would anybody want to see Thor acting like this moody-ass fucking teenager? Jesus, jinkies, cut your wrist wide, don't you, for fuck's sake? This movie is awful. Back on Earth in London, Jane, once again played by Natalie Portman, who didn't want to return to this role but was forced to by the studio. Yeah, make her the new Thor. What the fuck could go wrong? Hmm. 
is on a date. So she gets over Thor then. Also, shouldn't she be in Iceland? Isn't that where Coulson told Thor she was hiding when Loki was trying to take over the Earth? Moving the fuck right on. Thankfully, Darcy, once again put by Kat Dennings, picks up this painfully awkward fucking date and pulls away Jane. She was away to do some scientific stuff. Remember, she's a physicist. My arse. Cut to an, an ITV news report of a naked Dr. Selvig, once again put by Stellan Skarsgård running around Stonehenge. Meanwhile, in London, Darcy has to take Jane to see some weird spatial anomaly, which has a truck on its side and has steel cargo containers stuck up like Stonehenge, as you do. Inside is a wormhole of some kind, as some kids show Jane uh, what they've been doing all day, i.e. throwing shit into it, and it's coming back in weird, wonderful places. Oh yes, and we have a floating concrete mixing truck, because, eh. Jane takes readings, using her not PKE meter, and all of a sudden she's sucked into a wormhole where she lands right next to the ether. Handy that! By her, and not some random kid. Who knows? Also, this dumb bitch sees red liquid uh, between two stone columns, and she touches it because she's a fucking scientist, y'all. Ugh, this woman's a fucking moron. Cut this bitch. Jeez. She is now infected with the ether. Feeling this in deep space, Malekith awakens from his 5,000 year slumber, and goes after Jane. Again, what's with the Disney Plus having fucking this so dark you can't see fucking shit? Meanwhile, on Asgard, Thor as Heimdall, once again played by Easter's Elber, to spy on Jane. Creepy much? I mean, hmm. Anyway, here Heimdall explains how once every 5,000 years all nine realms all line up. Handy that. And wouldn't you know it, it's today, just as Jane had ether inside of her, which Heimdall never actually believed really well saw. And when Malekith wakes up again, Heimdall never saw Heimdall all see my aunt fucking Fanny. Cut to Jane dark finishing with the ether as it fully takes over her body. She wakes up on Earth five hours later. Out of nowhere, a rainstorm hits, not uncommon in Britain, and here Thor comes to her rescue. The two try to kiss like horny teens after she slaps him, and that was a real slap after 45 takes of fake ones, and he takes her to Asgard. Where, but before that, the police try to arrest Jane, but Ether don't stand for that shit, and senses this and sends out a shockwave that knocks out all the police. Meanwhile, on Asgard, Thor gets their doctors to work on her to find out what the fuck's inside of her. Meanwhile, on the Dark Elf home planet, Battlefield, Malekith finds out the ether is a missing. On Asgard, the doctors find out Jane has the ether inside of her, and it's if it's not taken out soon, she will die. And spot Alice cringe as one of the doctors. Odin isn't pleased. Thor brought Jane to Asgard, calling her a goat. This doesn't sit well with Jane, so she moves off to him. However, once the guards try to remove Jane, the Aether sends another blast wave and knocks them all on her ass. More backstory as Odin takes them to see a magical book of the universe. Here he tells them before the light was nothing but darkness, where evil elves 
lived in peace until the light came and destroyed their way of living. Now they'll do anything to turn off the lights, and what's inside Jane is that, indeed, power. Meanwhile, on his spaceship in deep, deep space, does Malekith learn the nine realms are lining up? And now is the time to turn off the lights, unless he has to wait another 5,000 years. So, on the ship, he kills the Dark Elf and turns him into another berserker called Curse. An almost unstoppable, super strong, nine-foot killing machine. How very predator is this? He manages to make it to Asgard, walking straight past the fucking near useless Heimdall. Down to the jail cells, where Loki watches on as he is placed in a batch of prisoners and jailed next to them. And here we see Frigga is visiting Loki, giving him a book. She's not really there, she's a hologram. So that's where he learned it from, from Mummy Dearest. As in his jail cell, Loki whines how he was born to be a king. And what he did to on Earth was a means to the bloody world ends. He is a rightful king. Wah, wah, wah. What a whiny little bitch. Shut the fuck up, you're supposed to be a fan Badass, what utter fucking bollocks, you're a whiny little brat, so shut up, fuck up. Anyway, back to Thor and Jane, who seems to have taken to Asgard extremely quick. As he explains, every 5,000 years, the Nine Realms line up for reasons. The two kiss. Uh, who the fuck wrote this Twilight shit? I mean, honest to God. Meanwhile, in their cells, Curse activates himself, killing everyone while breaking out. Oh, but Loki, who he leaves locked up because he knows he's a fucking nutjob. With... Asgard under sea, Thor runs off, leaving Jane with Frigga. Up flies the Dark Elves in Malekith's invisible ship, right under Heimdall's useless nose. Fucking useless! All see my Aunt Fanny. He finally senses it, and it flies past him, so he jumps onto Amrith open using daggers, which magically morph into bloody swords as it crashes onto the Rainbow Road. Not to worry, that was a scout ship as Malekith's huge real ship pulls up, unleashing his fighters. How very Star Wars is this? Heimdall, mate, you're fired! Cue Star Wars-style trench run as the ships attack the palace. As Guardians launch their own ships, which very much like bloody sand skiffs from Star Wars. How very fucking original. Heimdall, Puts up the shields around the palace, but it's too late. They're already inside, you fucking idiot. I mean, oh dear God. Curse has killed all the royal guards and then turns off the shields. Malekith crash lands his scout ship straight into the palace, taking out more of royal guards and nearly uh, the entire throne room. One quick fight later as Malekith's stormtroopers take out the throne room guards with relative ease. Odin, I don't stand for that shit, as one blast from his staff takes out the remaining Dark Elves. Malati, and then, oh hold on, I missed a bit here, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Malekith has this weird black hole grenade thing as he walks through the battle and just throws it and it blows up the, the throne because it sets up that thing, I'm guessing. Anyway, back with Frigga, as Malekith takes her on and tries to kill her as Frigga is defending Jane. Why are you fucking fighting that bitch for? Frigga holds her on against Malekith, slicing her up. She even bests him until Cursed, or Cursed rather, grabs her by the neck and stabs her in the back, killing her. 
Jane is now in Malkith's hand. Thor upon Cenus sends a lightning blast which hits Malkith clean in the side of the jaw and scars him for the rest of the movie. Thor then takes on Curse, but he did just dive off a balcony onto a ship and fly off, as you do, leaving Thor to grieve over his mother's death. Odin grieves over his dead wife as Jane watches on from the wings. Cap 2 Frieger being sent to Valhalla. Loki is then told so he trashes his cell. As back on Earth, Celtic tries to explain that every 5,000 years, uh, the Nine Realms line up. So that's four times. This is for the idiots in the back row then. We'll get told the fucking backstory of these fucking Nine Realms and the stupid fucking magic ether bollocks. I mean, Jesus Christ, how thick does Marvel think we are? Anyway, Celtic explains his invented some sort of techno babble spikes that caused the Earth to miss its lineup. Techno babble, techno babble, boring ass bullshit. Meanwhile, on his ship, Malekith licks his wounds as Curse heals him. As back on Asgard, Jane has a vision of the ether turning Asgard dark as it spreads across the Nine Realms. Jane is then taken away to a jail cell as in the wreck throne room that Fendal tells Odin they're powerless and indeed sitting ducks. Thor barges into the throne room to demand Jane be freed. He then tells Odin his grand plan, which is to take Odin to the Dark Elf homeworld, wait for Malathir to remove the ether, and then destroying it and indeed the rest of the Dark Elves. Odin, however, wants to line up every Asgard as can afford to stop the Dark Elves at, at all fucking cost. A great king he is. Hmm? As back on Earth, Darcy is lost without Jane. Selvig is missing, and her intern, Ian, played by Jonathan Harvard, is all but fucking useless. Until he sees on TV where Selvig is, i.e. a nut house, so Darcy breaks him out. Meanwhile, Thor plans to break Jane out of the jail escape Asgard and it take her down to the Dark Elves home planet. But first, he needs help from, why who else? Loki of all people, because why? Anyway, Thor does all this with ease and uses one of Loki's many, many escape routes out of Asgard with relative fucking ease. Oh uh, yeah, there's a lame-ass Ocean's Eleven nod as Thor tells his plan to the Warriors 2 plus Heimdall as he breaks out Loki and Jane. Yawn! Oh uh, yeah, I forgot. Loki turns into Captain America for a second, and yes indeed, that is Chris Evans in a useless cameo. Why? Because it's a cheap funny haha joke, because that's funny, right? I mean, oh, I can feel the richness, I can feel the Americanism, yay, funny, lame! Get to the fucking fight scenes, you piece of shit. Oh, and much like earlier, Natalie Portman actually punched... Tom Hiddleston in the face because she's a fucking terrible actress. Finally, we see Loki's escape route through a crack in a mountain and they just fly through one of the fucking sand skiffs. Ten minutes later, talk about fucking padding much, Loki crash lands on a dark elf homeworld where Malekith awakens and takes on Thor and Loki. As back on Earth, a Darcy gets Selvig out, so they set up his techno bubble spikes and try to break Earth free from the cosmic lineup on Dark Elf Homeworld. Thor lets Loki go, who immediately stabs him in the back, cuts off his hand, hands Jane over to Malekith. Psych! It's our trap! As Malekith 
gloats over the fallen Thor. He removes the ether from Jane. Thor gets Loki to remove his spells. Then electrocutes the ether. It fails because it's a fucking cosmic stone. I mean, that was his big fucking plan. Electrocute the fucking red liquid. Oh my god. Anyway, so Thor takes on Curse after saving Loki from a black hole grenade once Malekith sucks in the ether. I mean, uh, Thor's a fucking idiot in this movie, Jesus Christ. So Thor takes on a half a dozen elves with a dagger, which he gets from somewhere, and he kills all of them with bloody well ease, because he's a badass, ooh. As Curse throws Thor around like a fucking ragdoll, Loki watches on with glee. However, he runs Curse through with a spear, a spear rather, because of course it is, he stabs him in a bloody well back, and then blows him up with a black hole grenade. However, Curse pulls Loki onto the spear, wounding the trickster god. Loki, quote, dies seconds later. Thor screams no to the heavens as him and Jane are now completely fucked. Not only does Malkith have the ether inside of him, but Loki is, quote, dead and they're trapped on a hostile dark elf planet with no hopes of getting off. Wandering around in an almost pitch fucking dark, I swear to God, Disney Plus turned down the fucking color, the brightness. Because you cannot see fucking shit. It's like a cheap copy of Pitch Dark. Thor handily stumbles into a cave that just so happens to lead back to Earth. Lazy writing. Now back on Earth, Thor takes on Malekith. So Odin has sent a platoon to the Dark Elf home planet and here Loki kills them all and takes the form of one of them and returns back to Asgard where he knocks out Odin and takes his form. As back on Earth, Jane tells Thor what, sorry, where on Earth uh, Malekith has to be, i.e. London or Greenwich. So they fight. Meanwhile, Darcy and Ian hammer the magic spikes all around uh, the old Royal Navy College in Greenwich. Up flies Malekith in his ship, which looks like a fucking gigantic bloody old sword. Thor takes them on and his army. Uh, they fight all over the college as Jane uses the magic techno babble spikes to teleport Dark Elves into the other realms. Uh, above their head, nine, well, three of them, because they can afford fucking nine, line up. Thor and Malkith fight all around the three um, realms, teleporting all over the level place in one fight, bringing a huge dog like beast to Earth. And dear God. God, the CGI looks like shit in these end scenes, and all these quote jokes come thick and fast and are all painfully unfucking funny. Still, Darcy snogs Ian after he saves her by crushing Elsa with a mini, uh, a mini car, uh, which was floating around the place because that's funny, right? Uh, Thor gets lost in the underground and gets filled up by a female passenger again that's funny no love that's fucking rape this is fucking lame get back to the fighting already with five of the nine realms lined up malekith unleashes the ether destroying all in its path so with thor lost jane tries to stick malekith with a spike no way hold on that's thor i swear to god the copy on Disney Plus is so fucking dark you can't see shit. 
By the way, Disney Plus is not off the fucking money. And as soon as my, quote, free trials of 18 months, yes, that's how desperate they were for fucking, for uh, members they were giving away up to 18 months for fucking free, I'm cancelling it, because fuck you, the evil house of the mouse, you don't get shit from me, you motherfuckers. You don't deserve it. This thing, I hate fucking Disney. The evil house of the mouse can fucking die already. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Jane teleports parts of Malkith's body away piece by piece. This stops the destruction. Malkith's ships crumbles under its own weight for fucking reasons. Jane tries to rescue Thor by jumping on top of him. Luckily, the ship falls through a wormhole which lands on Malkith's body and flattens him. All is safe. It's over. The... Realms unline up, Darcy kisses Ian again, and Jane saves Thor. Days later, Thor dumps Jane on Earth, returns to Asgard. Take the hint, love, he doesn't want you. As on Asgard, Odin forgives Thor. Psyche is actually Loki in his fucking form. And then Thor whines he can't be a king, he doesn't want to be the throne, even if he had Jane by his side. Wah, wah, wah. A great fucking hero this guy is. As credits bloody roll. On to a mid-credits scene. Setting up Guardians of the Galaxy. As Lady Sith hands the ether over to the Collector. On to an end credits scene. Of Thor returning to Jane to kiss her. And then it cuts to the doglet creature chasing birds. Lame! As credits can finally mercilessly roll on this piece of shit. What the fuck? What's this? Bad written, terrible one-liners, awful CGI, just fucking blah, and padded to all fuck. Even worse than Thor. Possibly the worst MCU movie out there. I'm going to sing a 0 out of 10. So, come back next week as I cover Thor Ragnarok and wrap up Avenging April. Now don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's a Pod. Check out my other superhero franchise podcasts of Batman, Superman, Captain America, Iron Man and more. Also my soul superhero movies such as Catwoman, Supergirl, Elektra, Wonder Woman and many, 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 many more. Uh, bye. And remember, I've watched these shit movies so you don't have to.